Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of What Is It All For? I'm sure when you tune into this episode, that's all you think of like, how do they say that when they're thinking about it? And that's how we say it. What What is is it all for? Uh, This is the pramble part of the episode where we go through a bunch of different random things before we get into the thickness of the actual episode itself. Why do you have a knack for saying words that just seem... Thick and moist. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with the elephant in the room, which was no episode last week. Was there no episode last There was no episode last week. Many people probably didn't notice. Did you get any complaints? I did not get any complaints, no, which is great because our... So I think we're up to 17 listeners now are very thoughtful and they care about us. Uh-huh. But we, as of last week, we finished our three-week adventure through Florida. You heard us recording. If you listen to the past couple episodes, we were in our different Airbnbs sharing you could our probably, different adventures. Do you think someone could hear the deterioration as the trip went on? Possibly. It's I bet you possible. could hear it. We were. Go ahead. I'm going to let you share what you want to share. But we didn't have an episode last week and we want to talk about why we didn't have an episode last week. Yeah. I'm going to keep it very brief. A, we were extremely tired just from mm. the, you know, because it wasn't just traveling for three weeks. It was traveling for three weeks in four different locations, seeing, I think I counted 11 to 12 different groups of family members yeah. that we wanted to give individualized presents of, you Individualized know. presents, custom <laughs> presents that we set up for them. Presents with a C. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it just takes a lot out of you. So that was part of it. Um, and And we talk about this very often on the show where... When you're a business owner, you have to know the priority of things so that when you get to that breaking point or or ideally before that breaking point, right. you know what can give. And because for us, you even said last week, you were like, I could record. Like, it was Thursday. Yeah. I was like, I could been do home it. For three and you days. were like, no, ma'am. I was like, no. Like, why are we going to force recording? Like, this is what leads people to burnout. This is what leads you to, you had already had like a little bit of a scratchy throat. And we were like, no, we're not going to push through an hour of talking into a microphone for you to not feel good. Right. So there was that. It was tired, you know, without getting in too much detail. Yeah. There was some family drama that was unleashed. I don't think that would surprise anybody if they said, you know, I'm going to spend three weeks with family. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just an inevitability. So it really derailed us. Yeah. We came back. We took the week to reset last week. And listen, here we are. We're feeling better. Not to mention we were on the backs of basically like eight weeks of leading up to a fall enrollment period, doing a fall enrollment period. So that is just more in terms of energy throughout the course of the year, it's one of our most energy... Um, expending times. Expending time. What energy? What, mm, there's a word I'm looking for that I can't Thickness? find. Is it energy? Required. more mm-hmm. The most energy required. Okay. Required was the word that, that I couldn't was it. find. Wow. This is going to go great. That was it's nice. fine. Okay, so that just uh, just yeah, to so sh- share why there was an episode last week, uh, and and to acknowledge that we could have done it, but I think there are a lot of coulds in business for all of you who are listening to this that feel the same way. And some of those you just have to go. I'm not going to do it. I need to take a break. I need to not do this thing. Yeah, and what I wrote in the newsletter that week as well, because you gave me permission. You were like, I just want to give you permission. I I have my whole part of the newsletter written. I want you to, you know, give yourself permission not to go full force. And what I wrote was just exactly what you just said that sometimes you know we forget that we think of business as this cold machine like you know way of operating and we forget that we're all human beings running businesses and so human beings are at times inconsistent human beings are at times tired human beings are at times hurt and they need emotional recalibration time so you know that seemed to resonate with some people of just a reminder of giving and i was do giving myself a break in writing that which is that I am a human being. We all are human beings and we can't be 100% all the time and that's okay. I have heard this about humans. I have. You... Yeah, I've read a yeah, couple you've read some, short snippets about this yes. in some of the... It's uh, in your files and your download files. Some of the downloads that I get yeah. and I laugh every time. I'm like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's it like to not be able to And then to I reset my RAM and I keep going, you know? Uh, it's because Jason's a robot. It's because I'm a robot. Uh, okay, let's get into the actual like interesting Pramble topics, like oh, the really interesting stuff. You do have more Pramble topics. I do. I had my... Uh, I came home 
and I okay. looked in the freezer uh -huh. uh, because I was going to go to the grocery store. And sitting there, nestled into a little Tupperware, waiting for me, were two beautiful little cinnamon rolls. Wow! Previous you Jason, had a stash. I had baked some of these wow. a month ago because wow. we were gone for three weeks. How, how long and they did they were last? Just, do we think in the freezer? Uh, I don't know. Long enough for me to take them out after three weeks, and they were delicious. Did you feel fine? I would say a couple months for sure. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. The freezer have, is a have, magical environment. I have no concept of, of like how things, how long things last in the well, freezer. I just learned recently that you're not supposed to heat up chicken like more than two times or something like that. Oh, okay. Did you know that? Like reheating it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I mean, but like who knows that? But that's that? like most food. Like most food, you shouldn't just like keep heating it over and over again. Because, it, I mean, it just deteriorates. Like think about it. Like it's breaking down the molecules is what I it's mean, doing. I mean, now that you say that, it sounds like common sense. But I'm just saying that <laughs> this, th happens this a lot in our relationship. about like the, by the way, freezer yeah. and like time frames. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really feel like for a person with my type of brain, mm -hmm. I really missed like the common sense you like did. portion you of did. the childhood you did. thing. Like yeah. nobody was like, hey. Kelly all... sat me down. That's my mom, by I the way. Know. Kelly sat me down and she was like, listen, here are all the things you need to know. I know. Food goes in the freezer. Food can be reheated, but not many more than times no, than two. Like, I think my mom did that, and I just think it went right out the other ear. It's possible. I should have had no shame. Anyway, you're, you're getting into my preamble. Oh, uh, so I, I enjoyed these two cinnamon rolls. I had one of the two before recording this episode, so I'm charged <gasps> up with cinnamon Cute. roll power. Cinnamon roll power. You're welcome. And <laughs> Didn't go to a place that you wanted to Yeah, it was like, perfect. Okay. I want to say the reason why I'm bringing up the cinnamon roll is not just to gloat that I had a delicious mm -hmm. cinnamon roll before this. Number one, uh -huh. I got to make cinnamon rolls with my mom, which we talked about in the previous episode Which was on, on Cinnamon Roll Day. Didn't even know. Wow, stars aligned. And you're telling me I'm not manifesting my life? Come on, man. <laughs> Second thing about that, in my DMs and Instagram, it's one of two things that I get sent. Yes. One is like a I read your book, which Aww. is like very infrequent. Like Cute. I don't get many of those. But that's Cute. like what I get in the DMs. The second is here's a recipe for cinnamon rolls I think you should make. I get so you're accumulating. I get just... the twists. I get the Swedish bun version. I get the <laughs> gigantic pile of them At that this someone point, has made. Someone sees a cinnamon roll, and anything, they think and me, they think you, and which is great. Which I'm all, I'm means for it. that the brand awareness is really taking I am for off. It. So I want you cinnamon rollers who are listening to this to know. A, please try and make some cinnamon rolls. I'd love to see you try. Because we're all mediocre bakers out here. Of course. B, keep those recipes coming. I think this weekend, Are I'm you... going to try and do a twist. Okay. Yeah. Do you keep those anywhere? The recipes? Yes. Yeah, I got a little cinnamon roll folder. It's no Are big you, deal. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is it, a bookmark folder? Yeah. Okay. Some of us still use those. Not everything has to go to Notion, you know? It does. Some of us still survive without using no. Notion on a day-to-day -day basis. I, every day, like, the more of my life gets put into it, yeah. I'm like, Notion, please, please, don't, please shut down. don't shut down. How much please money do I have to give you? Down. Not to shut down. Uh, so very excited for that. My other preamble top uh -huh. is related to baking. Great. I discussed this with you on our walk. As of recording this, coming up this weekend, it is Halloween. Hmm. And uh, I thought it might be fun. Mm -hmm. This morning I thought of this. I'll find a gluten-free sugar cookie recipe because Caroline uh, eats gluten-free. And I don't have to make gluten-free cinnamon rolls because they're not your favorite, which is great because I just get to enjoy totally. the whole batch myself. Gluten-free uh, sugar cookie, which mm -hmm. I found a good recipe last Christmas. Oh, that's right. And I think we're going to do some Halloween decorated cookies. Well, because tell everybody about your friend Emerson that you you decorated a full gingerbread house. I did. Halloween gingerbread She's house. She's our goddaughter, correct? She's our goddaughter. Yep. It's my best friend in the entire world. Shout out to Leah. What's up, Leah? What's up, Leah? Uh, her daughter is the coolest freaking She's kid, a cool kid that you've yeah. ever met and so we you know we only get to see her like once a year and we hadn't seen her in two years because of COVID but anyway, she's only she, three so. <laughs> so she's at a really fun age but anyway my friend Leah is just incredible at like decorating for Halloween and she goes all out and she goes all out so we got to spend basically a day and a half there and Leah is also really good at activities she's one of those moms who like just she thinks ahead and she's got activities planned. Yeah. So when we were there, we decorated a gingerbread house. Halloween. Ha a, a, yeah, but it was gingerbread. Yeah, no, no. I'm a just gingerbread saying, yeah. Halloween haunted house. It was great. With Emerson. She had some great creative direction. I want to say that I know you all were there. You, Leah, and Emerson. <laughs> I was so zoned oh, we, in we noticed. on decorating we my noticed. portions Jason of the house. Jason had his own side and he had some specific specific ideas yeah. i just look over first of all emerson is just like gluing brains on the, she is. the roof just constantly i'm sort anywhere of, icing got put yeah i'm trying to like draw bats yeah. in, a, in a thing on the thing and then i look over at jason and jason is meticulously oh i did some art deco windows the art yeah. deco windows yeah. with black icing and yeah. i'm like this is perfect 
Yeah, it's great. And then I did the other side. Uh, and then for those of you who uh, listen with children, cover their ears for a second. And we put the dick fingers on that side, which they were, <laughs> they were, they were positioned as. They were these gummy worm fingers that were supposed to look like fingers. just witcher's fingers. Let but me tell like, you what they look like. 100%. Those are dick gummies. <laughs> <a> dick gummies. <laughs> and I just, I just stacked like nine of them on the side just because I was like, yeah, the child in me just needs these to just be just a side full of dicks. Oh, God, you know? it was and great. it brought joy. It did. Honestly. It did bring joy. So anyway, uh, uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do any dick finger cookies this weekend. But anyway, I think that really ignited yeah. a our. Because normally we do not give a hoot about Halloween. No hoots. But the older we get, the more we need joy in our lives. <laughs> Absolutely. I think and everyone we're like, can relate. this is I now I understand why adults everywhere decorate for Halloween because they're just like, okay, we're one step closer yes. to like Christmas yep. and joy yep. or whatever you celebrate the holidays. And so I think that that really ignited the spark of Halloween yeah. in us. And I think we are we're not going to dress up because we have nowhere to go, but we're going to start with cookie decorating yeah so i i'm gonna bake a batch of cookies this weekend maybe do a little cinnamon twist recipe as well it's really gonna be a full weekend of baking i might do some homemade chili i mean you're just gonna see me in the kitchen all day saturday you and really thrive in fall your, i do your inner I chef really thrives in fall. i was talking to this with isa who's mm-hmm. one of our mm-hmm. whamers and we had some baking uh stories we traded last mm-hmm. year and i followed up with her and i said hey have you been doing any baking she was like no i kind of like fell off the bank i was like you know truthfully summer is not really a baking it's season not. it's not i did keep baking but for everybody else it's <laughs> not course. a baking season of course but uh fall really is where baking thrives yeah. you know you're really a right. fair weather baker you know? If you're not baking in the summer, absolutely. Right. Yeah, sorry, Isa. I mean, not to call you out, but like, would have been nice if you did. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how those go. Maybe we'll post it on Instagram if we end up doing them just for a little funsies to share. Uh, and then my last Pramble Top, mm. which uh, kind of surprised which, you. Which. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we were on this three-week trip. Uh, we had some family drama. Uh, you know, we just needed some things to think about joyfully. What did I... Um, acquiesce oh, to you yeah, that's a yeah. big change a big in our deal. house. It's a big deal. I'm glad deal. you know what it is. I do know what yeah, it is. Yeah. Jason, for yeah. the first year, said the moment... We've been together for 11 years. Set the stage first. 11 years. 11 years. He's been extremely Grinch-like when it comes to hard and fast rules about Christmas, decorations, I'm music. I'm Grinch-like in the fact that I like doing it, but there's a time when you're allowed to do That's it. That's what I mean. That's what you I mean. do it's enjoy it. It's not like, oh, I don't want the decorations. Okay, but yeah. honestly, you've been really coming around to the like well, enthusiasm. Well, we the, need joy. We need joy. We need joy. The year that I think I created all the hand done, yeah. you started to get on board, and you were totally. like, this is cool, this is fun. Yeah. So anyway, but... It's always been, what is it, the day the after, day after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is when you can start listening to Christmas music. Christmas music can get turned on. That weekend we can go get the tree. I'm but ready of, to go. of course, I just love feelings and yes. ambiance. So yeah. I listened earlier than that. August. Not August, but <laughs> I, I've been known to just dabble in October. Dabble. I dabble. I dabble. Yeah. Anyway, um, this year, Jason turned to me while we were on the trip and he said, do you know what? This year, the second the, the Christ- second the second the Christmas tree tent goes up, we're getting, we're getting a tree. I said, what? Yeah, could be October 29th. <laughs> we're going to have that sucker for two months, and it's going to be ready to burst this by the end of it. This is a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty big. Do you think it's going to die before Christmas? Hopefully. I hope we have it so long do it just turns brown. We do. We do, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, we'll keep that sucker alive for two months. It'll be great. But I actually just... don't think they put the stand up until like mid-November anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out. I mean, I, I drive still, to the grocery store. Mid, Mid-November is a two-week. Uh, it's exciting. A two extra weeks we get. Listen, we're not going to, I mean, all things planning what we think right now, we're not going to have a Christmas tree next year while we're traveling full right. time. So, I mean, maybe we could find out that we'll be in an Airbnb and like they would be cool with it. And there's like a little stand down the street and we're in Austria and this like little village and it's like picturesque. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, let's have some Yuletide because that's probably where that came from. And then we just set it all up and it's great. But right now... I don't think that's going to happen. So we're going to like extra Christmas this time around. Yeah. So that's good. All right. Those are all okay. the Pramble Tops. Wow. Let's get into speaking of travel. Okay. This whole episode is about lessons we learned from a three-week travel adventure. That we're going to apply. That we're going to apply moving forward. Now, granted, we were in Florida. Listen, we understand. We're, we're not, not. We were not in an exotic locale. We're not spending Yuletide Although, in a small village. If you know Australia. Florida. You know. It's a different <laughs> it's land. A place. But what we did is we we kind of thought this would be a good trip to learn some lessons, test some of our assumptions about working, packing, living. Because the benefit was that we were in four different Airbnbs. Yeah. So there was moving. Yeah. There was like, we got a taste of a lot of different challenges yeah. and things like that. So we're going to share with you what did we learn, just in case you're like, what are these two zooks going to do? do next yeah. year oh also fun what? fact um if you've what? not watched it yet on our youtube channel uh-huh. we have a packing video of mm-hmm. what we're packing in hope of traveling and like thinking it's like it's like a what we think we're gonna travel yes. with. yes 
we did this so intentionally. Yes. This was not done because we were like, we know, we know what we're packing. Yeah. We did it because we think this is what we're packing. Yeah. It was like, hey, look, we're two completely naive travels yeah, yeah. travelers yeah here's what do we think we've we're watched do? a lot of other youtubers yeah. here's what we think mm-hmm. uh posted that video i thought it would do okay meaning mm-hmm. like uh, our videos get like 500 views i imagine it would get like a couple thousand like five thousand to ten thousand uh as of recording this it's over thirty thousand views oh no we've had some real <laughs> shitty comments as you get in as the videos get. but the majority of them have Are been helpful. very helpful yeah so jason was like we need to set time aside to actually go through these yes. comments because people have been giving us a lot of very good yeah. tips of like oh here you know mascara and, yeah, and your lipstick mascara has and your to lipstick go in the toilet in your the bag. liquids yeah, yeah stuff yeah. like that uh, so we're gonna go through all those if you have not watched that video feel free to watch it I do know that we're up to 253 items we were at 246 as of recording mm. we need shoe bags for our shoes because mm. people said absolutely you're they're gonna, gonna get so dirty you're gonna get dirty at one point I already we, had shoe bags we just I know we just forgot to put them in there and then there was one other thing I wrote it down somewhere but mm. there we have it okay okay let's get into these things these items at? I'm just looking at the ceiling over there okay. yeah. there was a spot where we had a water leak in the ceiling that's what up you there just, that's what caught and your I eye I just checked in on it and it's the same so it's okay. fine yeah it was just, just weird because we look at each other and then you just like for a well, full I, I saw can it. you stop doing it it's weirding me out <laughs> <laughs> look at me look at me <laughs> do I have to <laughs> what come on okay <laughs> they can't see what we're doing you have to use words <laughs> all right let's go he keeps looking away it's bringing me out okay we have categories what category do you want to do first we have um we I'll start with, let's start with Airbnbs. Okay. Airbnb lessons. The category is Airbnb, Airbnb lessons. lessons. Those of you who are uh, listeners of this show, you listened to the past couple episodes, you're going to know one lesson right off the bat. Right off the bat. We Top lesson. We got punched in the face by Febreze air freshener plugins. I want to say it is not Febreze specific because the ones at the stack, it oh, happened to us again. Yeah. We've, I don't know that we told everyone this. We did not. It happened to us again. Yeah. Uh, and it, we avoided a little bit of disaster because she had just cleaned and just and plugged them And so we them took in. them out and so it did air out by like the third day. But these were Glade. These were Glade. And so, so it's not just it's Febreze. it's not Febreze specific. It is plug-in. Air freshener plugins. 100, I am not a scientist, 100% those cause cancer. Those are bad for you. 100%, I can guarantee you, they are not good for your body. I can feel a third arm growing out of my neck. Like, like I can feel it under my skin just growing. Just, and then we got home and like, I told Jason, my vitamins, I had a couple of extra packs of vitamins. The the fragrance was yeah. into the vitamins and I had to eat them because I don't want to be wasteful. And I was like, well, you're just eating. Vitamins. Eating vitamins coated in. Toxic chemicals. So the lesson learned is... We are going to, in the future, reach out to our Airbnb hosts like a week before and say, hi, so looking forward to staying at your place. Quick, quick question. And I told Jason he could throw me under the bus. My wife is sensitive to fragrances. Do you all use the plug-in fragrances? Any type of plug-in fragrance. And if so, could you please remove them? Throw them in the garbage and then just take yourself out back. Sincerely. The the place that we found in Orlando that we stayed at was so cool, but I was so close to being like i can't stay here yeah it's that bad yeah it's bad i mean it just is one of those things that you think about the the senses that you have when you're in a place and like you know oh like what are the sounds like is there anything Mm -hmm. really loud that bothers you Mm -hmm. and like you know you can work through some things but like smell it's not like you can put nose plugs in your nose for the entire time you're there and so there's just something about that that we we this is a great lesson to learn i'm Mm -hmm. so glad we learned it because the easy thing to do here is just we're going to message the host every week again next year we're probably going to stay somewhere between 20 and 40 airbnbs next Mm -hmm. year um and for those of you who don't know our plan is to leave in january travel full time we're going to do slow travel two to three weeks in a place and not move around a ton. So really, it's not it's not that many places that we have to account for. But just to build this into our plan of message the host a week before, hey, if you have any of these things, unplug them, please. Well, uh, I also have a sinking suspicion that this is a very American thing. Well, it might be. But to, the point that I've been trying to tell you is we had two Airbnbs that we had to switch in out of four yeah. in this trip. Yeah. And so what I told Jason is I'm a little bit nervous about since we're staying in places two and a half weeks at a time. So when you're staying in an Airbnb two days, if you have to leave and they'll only refund you half of it, it's not that big of a loss and yeah. it's worth it. When you're staying for two and a half weeks, you're talking thousands of dollars Let's on the table. Let's save that because we have a full category. I know. I'm I just know. saying. Yeah. 
I'm just saying, well, you can't take any chances yeah. about something l- that we've learned 100% could make us want to leave a place. Yeah, you know how when you you stay at an Airbnb and they send you like the full house rules and like, here's all the rules and yeah. all the things. We're going to send them like our renters <laughs> rules <laughs> no. and be like, here's all our things. Like, please make sure that you don't have any of this no, stuff. We're not going to do that. Yeah, no, we're not right, going to be so those people. But so... Airbnb lesson Oh, and also one. you said you're going to start asking what Wi-Fi speed. Well, so this is something that's... Uh, it wouldn't matter normally when you're just traveling but we do a live monthly coaching session with our wandering gamefully members which is going to be interesting which is going to be interesting to navigate you know we're going to be in all these different places with all these different wi-fis and like who knows what we're doing um or like you know when we're doing them we know when we're doing them we don't know what the wi-fi speed is of the place so my thought is to at least mentally prepare of okay can i know what the speed is ahead of time and if i know like we still want to stay at that place it's still amazing or picturesque or wonderful or what have you the location's great there's got to be something I can think about to do it. Like maybe it's getting a SIM card for my phone and just having data and like tethering off of that for the entire coaching session. Going down the street to an internet cafe. <laughs> Finding a nice little internet cafe and just putting a quarter in a machine and just getting some internet. Well, do you think that we should start sending a message to hosts before we book saying, hey, out of curiosity, what's your Wi-Fi speed? Because if we're, if it's actually a place during one of the coaching sessions, wouldn't you want to know that? Uh, I think so. That could make our lives way easier. Yeah, I think so. I mean, also, I do think we are going to run into some places like that little town in Switzerland that we have that Airbnb bookmarked. Like, we want to stay at that specific place. Yeah. So it's almost like it doesn't matter what their Wi-Fi speed is. We're going to stay there. It's good to know because then, like I said, hopefully we can just get a data SIM card, mm-hmm. an eSIM card for our iPhones, and that'll work. So just something I, I have to look into. I don't know what the words you're saying are, but yeah. Uh, okay, just blazing through these like Airbnb lessons. Let's do it. Hopefully you all find this interesting, but they're just little things we learned. So be careful. I wrote down: be careful of blackout curtains. <laughs> this is for you. This not is, for by me. the way, a list that I made while we were on the road. Yeah. I just wrote it down in a Notion document. Be careful of blackout curtains because the first place we stayed at <laughs> had blackout curtains and we didn't know it. And we Jason shut them, and when he woke up in the morning, he didn't open them, and so I slept in. <laughs> Like eleven or something. <laughs> Granted, I, I was jet lagged, but like, yeah, uh, yeah. I I need natural sunlight in order to wake my, my circadian rhythm. Yeah. So I just wrote, if we have blackout curtains, to just do a quick yeah a perusal of the curtains, and if they're blackout, then in the morning when you wake up, because you are a robot and you'll wake up whenever, yeah. to just oh, let some light in, so this Caroline a, will wake up out of her. This slumber. is a really interesting thing, though, about the way the two of us sleep, like. In our bedroom right now here in California, we have a big window and it lets in a ton of light. And so I have to sleep with an eye mask because even at night, like if there's a full moon, it's too bright. I can't fall asleep. Yeah. So it's just like there's so much light. Such a great problem to have. So I sleep with an eye mask on and it's been wonderful. But also in the morning, like when I take the eye mask on or off, like it doesn't matter what the light is outside. I'm just up. Like, I just get up and I'm ready We're just to go. Different. Yeah. And I, so when we had these blackout curtain situation, I didn't even think about it because I took off my eye mask. It was dark in the room, but I was like, my body's awake. I'm ready to go. It's because your like default state is wake wakefulness. Yeah. And my default state is sleeper in her. Sleeper in her. We've just, yeah. So we this out. I have to. I I need the light in order to take me out of my default state of sleeping. You do. And you need. Well, you um, need the light, to take you, you need out of coffee, your... you need like a nice nest. I know, but isn't that yeah. interesting? Oh, for like, sure. Are you, a yeah. de- are you a default waker or are you a default sleeper? We'd love to know. You're asking the audience. I'm asking the audience. Yeah, because you were looking at me and it sounded like you were asking me, but you were asking our listeners. No, I know what you are. Okay, great. Thank you. But see how I was maintaining eye contact and not looking at the ceiling? Feel free to answer that poll. It should pop up in your podcast player right now. <laughs> Just kidding. That technology does exist, but wouldn't it be cool if it did? <laughs> Uh, look for a grocery store before booking. This yep. wasn't something that we ran into as a challenge, but um, for Europe, I could definitely imagine looking. So this is my hack, speaking of like location for Airbnbs. Yes. At the bottom of every Airbnb listing, you have a location section. They will give you a map. They will not give you the exact address of the Airbnb for safety reasons. Obviously, they give it that to you after you book. But if you zoom in, you will be able to find a landmark. Mm-hmm. You go to Google Maps. Yes. You type in that landmark. Yes. You Great go life to, hack. Great, great life, life hack. hack. You go to the street view, okay? And then you just walk around and you see like, what's the vibe? Is it... So I've done this with a couple of the Airbnbs yeah. we already have booked for next year. The second place has the cool coffee shop down the below? The first place. First place. I can never remember. The first place in Lisbon has an amazing little cool pour over coffee type of hipster yeah, coffee bougie, shop. Bougie coffee. Bougie coffee yeah. shop right in our building. Yeah. 
it's right on this cool square. It's right by the water. Like I, I've done a full around the block tour of totally. our place. Yeah. And so that's also a good chance for you, since you know the general location, to then look up: is there a grocery store around there? Because yeah. you'll, you know, we're going to be getting groceries. So that's my little location scouting hack. Yeah, and I think what we're going to do for every location, this is less about what we learned from this past trip and more about what we're thinking about for the next trip. Is, you know, have in our notion for each individual place, and we'll have a page for each place. Where's the grocery store? Where's the U.S. Embassy? Where is a hospital? Where is a coffee shop? What are the restaurants we've previewed? Because that's the other thing. Like we really want to have a lot of these things planned out ahead of time so that we have less decision fatigue when we get to a place. Exactly. We just know, hey, the grocery store is right here. Hey, the first lunch spot we want to go to is right here. And granted, that's not to say we want to plan every single moment of our trips. It's just so that when we're tired from traveling, Mm -hmm. because we will be, we know we will be, having those decisions already made ahead of time will make our lives a lot easier. Because you really take for granted when you live in one place and you have your routines and you have your life, you take for granted all of the decisions that get made automatically just from being on autopilot. Yeah. Like, you know your grocery store. You know where your favorite restaurants are when you're, like, at the end of a long day and you just want something to eat, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind for traveling. Um, We already did that. Oh, okay. Look very closely at the details of an Airbnb before you book. Yeah. Because we got tricked by a cute living room. We really did. There was an Airbnb Plus, so not even just a regular Airbnb, a Plus, that we booked. It was our last Airbnb on our trip. And the first photo of it looked great. Really well staged, looked wonderful. Modern, cute furniture. Yeah. And and you look at the rest of the photos and you're like, oh, yeah, like this place looks really cute. Like there's a big closet. There's a big bedroom. You know, just like feels like there's lots of space. And then we get to the place and we're like, oh, I didn't realize the stove is like a stove from like literally 1960 Mm -hmm. and there's two burners and there's no dishwasher. The the counter space is just an island in the middle. There's no pantry. Um, And then the dining room, there was a dining room, but it was like off to the side. It was like an, um, what do you call those? An add-on? Yeah. So it's just like all these things that then you go back and you look through the photos and you're like, oh, oh we just didn't we just look didn't for this. We just didn't look. We got tricked. So we also, we know for next year, we're definitely going to have a filter of like, needs a dishwasher, yes. needs a washer, needs Wi-Fi. Like, we're going to have all of those things. We didn't do that for this past trip because we weren't really thinking about it. We just assumed every place would have it, which is great. That's why you don't make assumptions. That's, That's why right. you have filters. But this really showed us when we got to this place, like, if we just looked closer in the photos, we would have noticed a lot of these things. We would have noticed the stove. We would have noticed the kitchen being really weird. The dining room being off in like this other room. And it just, as soon as we got there, we were like, this is not the vibe we were hoping for. Yeah. This is not what we were hoping to feel when we got to this place. Yeah. I also just want to say a note here about, you know, I understand that. I just want to say a comment about knowing yourself and knowing the experience that you're trying to go for. This is not to say that it's a bad experience if you don't have a dishwasher. No, that this place, is not that place s- had like 300 five-star oh, reviews. exactly. Yeah. It was great. But this is to say know what you specifically yeah. are looking for. And, you know, it, it's not like Jason and I turn our nose up at an Airbnb that doesn't have a dishwasher. That's not what it is. It's we know what we like to feel comfortable. Yeah. And it's just about making sure that if that's the expectation that you have, you need you needed to do the work in order to create that experience. Yeah. And does that lead into um, the... The pan and hangers budget. Oh, well, that. But I was also going to say um, just the discussion of the, like the timing of a place and like how you're feeling. Yes. So, well, that kind of gets into the thing of having an emergency cancellation budget. We alluded to this before. We have two two budgetary concerns we're going to bring up now. Yes. So that's pans and hangers and emergency. <laughs> yes. Okay. So th- these are... They're separate, by the they're way. They're separate. Even though pans and hangers can be an emergency, <laughs> they are separate as we're talking This about. is what we learned on our trip. So the first with the fragrance saga. Yes. Because I think we alluded to this in one of our other episodes, we did end up leaving that place because it was so overwhelming. Yeah. And we they did end up giving us our full refund back, but we had to have the conversation amongst ourselves of if we don't get our full money back, are we still willing to eat that cost? Yeah. And so what we decided is for next year, considering you know the fact that we had to move twice in four Airbnbs, yeah. 
we need to be prepared that some Airbnbs are not going to be what we have yep. thought that they were for photos. And what are we going to do with that information? I also think we need to be prepared of, hey, we booked a city Airbnb and it's impossible to know what that is going to feel like. And we might get there having come off of like another city or another place and like, it's just not the vibe we want. Like right. We, it's too we, chaotic. Yeah, we, we, need we need to go rest. out somewhere quieter or what have you. And we need to be able to make those moves and not feel like the it's going to cripple us financially to, to have to stay. And so what we're doing ahead of time is we're basically setting up like an emergency cancellation fund. Mm -hmm. And this is actually all being funded by selling our car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're going to take the money that we make from selling our car, have it in a separate account. And that's our emergency Febreze blasted us in the face when we got to this place. We got to get out. Oh, we didn't look at the photos close enough and we wanted a different vibe. We got to get out. But this yep. is also not like a every place we get to, oh, we've got money. We can just throw away. We can leave. It's a, hey, we really can't stay here. It's going to affect us. Also, just to be honest with ourselves, this is a once in a lifetime trip. Mm -hmm. And what I don't want to do is like tough through two and a half weeks for the thousand dollars that we might lose or whatever. And that's why we set up this emergency fund mm -hmm. so that we have money that we can use for this. And that's that is a very privileged place to be. I want to acknowledge that for sure. But again, it's also a planned place to be mm -hmm. like it's something, you know, if we didn't have the selling of the car, we would probably do a Black Friday deal because it's something we had talked about of like creating this little stash of money that we would use for this. So like we'd get creative to come up with that money. Yeah. Do you want to tell them about our pans and hangers? Pans and hangers. Second emergency budget is pans and hangers. Uh, we learned this. This is a very interesting thing. We've stayed at many Airbnbs over time. We've never really run into this specifically. We get to this place. It's actually on the beach. It's beautiful. We can walk out the back deck to the ocean, mm -hmm. footsteps to the ocean. It's great. The kitchen, fully redone. Beautiful. It is a beautiful Gorge. kitchen. Love it. I open up the drawer to make eggs the first uh, morning. And there is this cruddy, falling apart, like, gross, just residue the handle everywhere. is about to fall off. The the I'm like, this pan matches the place that this was before they renovated yeah. it, is what it, it, like from the, the 70s. The pan is the leftover of the renovation. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, the, oh, this does not match this place, right? And so, then I go yes. into the closet. Again, I'm like, this is beautiful, this yep. view. I go to unpack my suitcase. I open the closet. Perfectly big closet. Yeah, perfectly yeah. sized closet. And there are the, you know, the wire hangers, well, there's which like, is fine. There's like four different shitty hangers. There's like four different hangers that I can't even put my clothes on because yeah. they're like, like the wire is coming like unraveled. Yeah. Or it's like the plastic one that's just the line with the clips. And you're like, what am I clipping this to? It's just going to like wrinkle my clothes. <laughs> it just was a weird... It was one of those things where it just like it didn't match the yeah. situation. This was, this was the most expensive Airbnb we had the whole time. Yeah. And so what we did is we essentially said, we're going to Target and we're just going to have whatever it we takes. Can, we're yep. going to figure out the cost of that. And because we weren't sure. Right. It's like, how much is a pan? How much are hangers? We get to Target. The pan was like $15 for and a the, brand new and pan. And the hangers were two ninety nine. So literally $18 to vastly improve the experience, the experience of the kitchen and the closet. Yeah. Now. Are we going to need to do that in every single Airbnb? Absolutely not. Because historically, when we've stayed at other Airbnbs, we haven't run into this problem. But just knowing this, that we ran into this, what we want to do is give ourselves permission of, for two and a half weeks, I'm not going to use a pan that's falling apart. And like literally particles of the pan might end up in my food. Yeah. I think it's also a lesson about what can you control? Yeah. You know, it's like, am I going to sit here and be mad about this every day for two weeks? Like... Am I? It's a problem, yeah. right? It's a thing that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. I want to change it. Also, there were four it. hangers, and we both wanted right. to hang our clothes up. Like but, that's. But it's a thing where you go. This is a good lesson for travel. Is like it's a problem, but can I fix it? Yeah. And the answer was yes, I can fix it. So okay, and let's also, go fix it. Yeah, and and I also on that control thing too. It's like, w yes, we could message the host and complain about it. But also, that doesn't solve the problem. Right. Like, solving the problem is literally going to Target or any store around that has these two common items and just spending $15 to replace them. Yeah. And and that, to me, like, it, it made me so happy that we, like, brought those home. And we're like, great, now the next people who stay here are going to have these things and it's going to make their experience just fine. It's like... Airbnb karma points. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Wonderful, babe. Maybe that will contribute to us not being it's fragrance blasted. Okay, so that's the Airbnb section. All right, what else did we okay, learn? Okay, speaking of that, we have a couple of things we learned about the check-in and the check-out process with okay. Air. And this is going to be extremely clutch because we're going to be moving 20 times. Yeah, probably 20 to, more. 20 to 40 20 times. To 40 times. Yeah. So 
absolute must have. We learned this at the very first place. You pre-pack the night before checkout. Yeah. You pack your bags the night before. We packed the morning of, and trying to check out of the Airbnb and pack at the same time is not, is not good. Yeah. The common checkout time is 10 or 11 a.m. Yes. Uh, Caroline likes to sleep until 10 or 11 a.m., as you know. Um, but <laughs> there's blackout curtains. That's what I'm saying. But if you get up at 8, we learned this in the first place, the the three hours that you have to wake up, you know, get acclimated to life, you know, have breakfast, all those things, then pack. It's really not enough time. It's going to make yeah. you feel rushed. And we learned I have to be awake and yes. conscious three hours prior to checkout. <laughs> okay, this is the rule. Yeah. And then I have to exclusively be doing checkout to do one, one hour before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Th- th- this is what you learn. Yeah. And and it's a lot of different things. It's not just packing your bag. It's following the rules of the host. Mm-hmm. So like some hosts want you to like run the dishwasher, take the sheets off the bed, start a load of laundry. So this is what, what else we learned is looking at the checkout procedures together and assigning roles of who's going to do what. Yeah. So it's like, Jason, you're going to be on cleaning out the fridge. Caroline, you're going to be on, you know, de- uh, taking off the sheets on the beds and putting them where they're supposed Like those types of yeah. things, which yeah. is like a really good thing to do ahead of time yeah so i think just understanding the packing the night before getting your bags ready like so in the morning all you have to do is like literally finish up the bathroom stuff do the clean out do the checkout things it's going to make that process smooth for us yeah and, and, it just, and it, this may sound silly like i imagine some people are listening like guys you're you overthinking to, all these things no but you also need to understand like we're not going and only traveling like we're going and we have two businesses that we're running yeah we're going and we're managing a bunch of different random other life things that are going on like there's there's so much more to this than just like hey we're full-time travelers and that's all we're doing for a year right there's recording this podcast and the newsletters every week maybe filming videos doing our life coaching like there's lots of life things that are going to get in the way yes, too yes and i think that we need to limit the chaos that's what i don't want i i i want like traveling there's already so many unknowns and so much chaos i want to limit that as much as possible so that we can enjoy it so we can be present for the actual excitement of visiting these new places and we're not just dreading you know changing places all the time yeah Okay, speaking of working while on the road, nice. we've Good reached tangent. the working section. So what did we learn about working while traveling? Well, the first thing is a dedicated charging station mm. at a dining, a dining room, room table. table. We've learned this is a non-negotiable. We need a dining room table. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be a table for four. It can be a table for two. It can be a small sure. table. But we need a place that has two chairs, a surface where we can put our laptops, and then a way to plug in the... Um, What's that thing called that plugs in multiple plugs? Power surge? Power Power cube? Power strip. Thank you. Uh, We need a place to plug that in so then we can plug in our two laptop chargers, our um, USB-C charger that we plug all the things in for like an Apple Watch, for our iPhones, for anything else that we're plugging in. But one dedicated place, because we've done this before, we've stayed in Airbnbs, and like you'll plug your phone charger in next to the bed, and you'll forget forget it. it. And we've done that multiple times. But having one charging station... It's easier to pack where we're sitting where we're working it makes it so simple to go okay great this goes in your bag this goes in my bag we are good to go Mm -hmm. i will also say not to like bring it back to notion but i've never been more grateful to have notion than this trip because having a thing that i could check in with and be like i know exactly what i'm supposed to be doing today i know what work needs to be done it's so easy to pick up and pick like put down yeah. for your work stuff. So I imagine if I was a less organized person, I would just be like, what am I working on? Like- yeah, exactly. Well, and and I think also creating like a conducive work uh, like space. So mm-hmm. for me, the way I work now at my up, up down standing desk, which is motorized, I've got a laptop stand and I have a wireless Mac keyboard and a wireless trackpad. And this has been great for me. Shout out to my buddy Cade who recommended the laptop stand to like get my head up and not be looking down at a laptop just for like my neck in long term and and this has been really helpful so it's actually perfect for on the road because i can sit at a dining room table i mean we can talk about standing desk and like maybe that's a thing that can be done maybe some listener has some idea but sitting at the dining room setting up my laptop stand so it's up higher using my keyboard and my mouse and then also the laptop stand creates this little backdrop for our usb fans or little portable fans that i can set it right there and turn on and just have a nice cool breeze because mm. i run hot you are yeah we I, and it was hot. perfect it was a great little setup so yeah that I, well. I think i realized that i also am gonna have to find space for a laptop stand and they're small like it's very thin yeah it's gonna but then fit. you need the keyboard and the mouse and that's then it's gonna like, take up some space i know because i was looking down a lot and I didn't like it and also 
yeah, I just, I was not sitting at surfaces enough. I was yeah. like sitting on couches and that's just not good long-term. Yeah. Uh, I did use at one spot the the fireplace mantle as my yes. standing desk. It yes. was the right height. So. Oh, so I was going to ask if, any, if anybody listening to this has traveled a bunch and has found some type of solution for an on-the-go standing desk. Like I'm picturing something that like folds up, but then can like suction cup onto a wall. Really? And like, I'm picturing it in my mind as like something you could invent, but I don't know if it exists. So I'm just huh, curious like if any listeners. a little tray that had suction. There cups. you go. You're seeing it. You're but seeing then it, the weight of your laptop. But it's against suction, you know, gravity. Gravity. I don't think the suction is that. But you know what you could have. Okay, now we're just inventing. Things. Now we're just inventing things. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. thinking the back of a door. Okay. You know how there's like TRX bands that you do over yeah, the sure, door. Sure. But imagine like a straps that come down, and yeah. you could adjust the height, and then it has a little tray that. Tell me the market sits. size. I might invest in this. Two million people. You nailed it. Yeah. That's not a very big. Is I'll it? give you a hundred grand for fifty percent. No. Oh. Okay. No deal. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if anybody listening has seen a standing desk travel contraption, let us know. Hello at wanderinginfo.com. I'm gonna see one of these come out in about a year's time, and I'm gonna know they listen to this episode. Uh, great. Okay. Final uh, random random category okay and then we have another category so it's not the final for everybody who's listening what's the other category things that's the thing this is things this is things oh okay great because it's things but then also like random things got it okay (laughs) great um so i'll tell you something that i did not realize that i needed a lot of glass glasses cleaner wipes yeah i don't want to i don't want the glasses cleaner spray right because that's another liquid. liquid i just want a couple wipes because I have the little cloth things, yeah. but for those of you who don't know, I have an eye condition and I have to be able to see out of my glasses. Yeah. And you get real goop. Your glasses get real they goopy. They got really like goopy. Well, goopy. They got yeah. goopy because first of all, the humidity in Florida, I'd walk outside, yeah. they'd fog up. Yeah. You'd put them down on surfaces, like just get dust goopy. and goop yeah. and yeah. you know. A lot of goop. They just got too goopy. So you need a wipe to get rid of the goop. Yeah. Wow. Um, now who's the goop? We talked one? about the USB fans were we did. clutch purchases. Big hit. Big hit. Big hit. Okay, in so one thing that we really did miss, we kept up our workout routine on the road. I mean, we worked out every day for at least 10 minutes a day. Yeah, that's, that's the, our workout that's routine. That's the gig. Yeah. But it's not like we felt extremely like we do when we're home. Yeah. And it's because we've become accustomed to having our equipment and we like weight workouts and it makes us feel. Yeah, we, we have a garage gym mm-hmm. right now. We've got a little mat that we bought that like covers the floor for half the garage. We have a set of uh, adjustable dumbbells as a lot of people do through the pandemic. You grab those. We have a mirror that we used to use in the bedroom that now is set up there. We have a TV out there. Like it's a full setup for working out. And we know that we're not going to have that at all next year, obviously. I mean, I'd love for you to pack the dumbbells. Do you have a Mary Poppins purse? (laughs) I would love for you to pack those dumbbells. Um, But my thought was, while we were traveling and we were talking about this, I think we should sell our entire garage gym setup December 1st. Mm -hmm. The dumbbells, everything. TV, all of it. Get rid of it. And then for the rest of December, Mm -hmm. until we leave mid-January, find a morning routine that doesn't require equipment or just the bands that we have that we're going to travel with and build that into our routine because what is really difficult is traveling somewhere and then trying to start a routine from scratch you have so many other things you're trying to navigate so if we can get into this routine before we go and even if it's a three times a week routine and i would like to try bands because as much as i know you can get a good workout with body weight yeah i like the added resistance we have bands but also you can buy the bigger bands you can buy the bigger bands you buy the bigger bands no no you can buy the bigger bands don't look up there <laughs> Looked up at the ceiling again, everybody. It really it messes you up. It mess- Stop doing it. <laughs> Everyone's listening. It's like, what are they doing? Me okay, us- so we're gonna try that in December. Yes. Also, did you see someone recommended like you like refillable weights where you? I did. Can that was t- Kate. Kate, Kate recommended. That? Yeah, it's a dumbbell. I wonder how much space they take up. I mean, it's like it's like the imagine a kettlebell. It's a kettlebell, not oh, a it's dumbbell. A kettlebell. Kettlebell, but imagine it like flat like you deflated it like oh. who framed roger rabbit like you know uh, and then you fill it up with water wherever you go water or sand yeah well i imagine water will be more readily well, they, available than sand well yeah but i'm just saying that's how they market it. like it can be water or sand right what do you think weighs more one pound of water or one pound of sand it's one pound there you go stop it <laughs> i wonder stop how it. many people are listening stop to like, it huh, stop the- it <laughs> love it <laughs> but now you're thinking about it brain teaser. but now you're thinking about it hardcore aren't you? you're like huh hmm. wait a second okay which one takes up more cubic feet 
water or sand. One cubic foot of water or one cubic foot of sand. They're both the same. <laughs> okay, you got it. Don't tickle. This is so, Don't we're so me. ridiculous. Okay, what okay. else do we have? Is that it? Uh, No. You wanted to talk about our morning coffee setup. How'd that go? Ooh, okay. So there are some coffee nerds that listen to this. The mm-hmm. cinnamon rollers. There's also the... It's the Venn diagram. The, the, the Venn crossover. diagram of coffee nerd and cinnamon roller. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tested out the AeroPress 2. So Ooh. currently uh, here at home, I've got like a fancy pour over setup with like a nice kettle and all these different things. Obviously, that's not going with us. I did purchase to try out um, the company Pact, P-A-K-T, has an on-the-go pour over coffee set that comes with a kettle like a little travel kettle and it's about the size of a normal size water bottle and i tried it and it just it wasn't a good experience of making it and i tried it a couple times and it just Mm -hmm. really was not a good experience and and i had had the original aeropress and i was like i know that's easier than this Mm -hmm. also if anybody wants to buy that pack thing from me send me an email um but the aeropress 2 the good thing about the newer version of it it's more compact Mm. So the AeroPress 1 is taller. It's about the same circumference, but the AeroPress 2, it like fits within itself. Hmm. So I bought that. I took it with us. I packed some ground coffee. And this is not what I wanted to do. I don't want to have ground coffee. I forgot my little travel scale. That was the one thing that I purchased and forgot. the travel scale. So I had this little, imagine like um, two popsicle sticks Mm -hmm. set next to each other. Mm -hmm. That's the size of it. And then they split out into an X Mm -hmm. and that becomes the scale. And it's really cool. Like, that's all it is. And it's just a little scale. I'll show it to you. You haven't seen it yet. But um, I forgot to bring it so I could clearly measure out the grams of coffee to grams of water. That's how serious I take our coffee Mm -hmm. in the morning. But anyway, I made do with ground coffee. It was fine. I learned that we go through one bag of coffee a week, which I didn't know before because we just have like... like a lot. We don't even have a lot of coffee. Yeah, we just have one big cup a day. And then sometimes I have a second cup. Every once in a while. But anyway, that was a good finding for us. I mean, it's two people having coffee. I mean, come on, man. It's like a 12-ounce bag of coffee. Okay. Six ounces of coffee a week per person. One ounce a day. Okay. Does one ounce of coffee a day sound like a lot to you? No. Congratulations. Anyway, (laughs) one bag of coffee a week. We also... Hey, real quick. One ounce of coffee, one ounce of sand, one ounce of water. How much? Which weighs the most? Uh, The sand, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Um, We we also... I, I tried out. We went to a grocery store in Florida, and we bought whole bean coffee and, and then they had a grinder in grocery yeah, store grinder i don't know but i just mentioned it to you of like this is a good thing to keep in mind that we can have a coffee shop most really good coffee shops will always grind coffee for you right so then that's what i think the move should be for absolutely oh okay. 100 that is the go-to the backup is oh we're in the grocery store oh they have a coffee grinder in here cool let's get some ground coffee too and we can set it up but I, I had a little bag that was mm-hmm. like a sealed bag that I brought. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did bring some stevia for you ahead of time. You're going to pack your stevia next time. I'm not keeping it in my bag. And the little AeroPress worked out well. The only wrinkle was if a place in Airbnb didn't have a kettle. We ran into this twice. Yeah. The one time in the pans and but hangers. But then what did we learn? You can just microwave the hot water. You can. But in the pans and hangers, because we were already at Target, I bought a kettle for $8. So now that place has a kettle. Congratulations. Uh, but you can just microwave the hot water in like a did separate mug. Did that Airbnb host thank you for all those things that you left? I think so. I don't know. I don't okay. pay attention to those things. But anyway, for it's all not my... not necessary. I'm just saying I was curious. For all my coffee nerds, uh, it felt like a pretty good setup. Uh, adding the scale will make it helpful to get that exact ratio that I'm looking for. You know, obviously, I'm not going to get the beans ground to the specific grind size that I want at all mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. But it's a good enough setup. It's compact. It worked well. Great. Yeah. Speaking of grocery stores, having some go-to recipes. Yes. So is this we... the last thing on our list? No, it is not. Wow. We still got some stuff to do. So we learned that uh, this was an interesting situation because we were having a lot of our meals out because right. we were seeing a lot of family. And so, but in the in-betweens, you kind of really wanted to detox from like, especially the food in Florida. It well, was like you guys can imagine. And, and, and you can't imagine it's a lot of fried gator bites. <laughs> fried gator bites is what we ate. We didn't eat any of those. No, just, we didn't. Yeah. Um, but... So we, I think we did pretty well with what we had in terms of like buying groceries, but it would have been helpful to have a couple of go-to yeah. recipes. Yeah, and we, we knew this going in. We just didn't feel like doing it because we were going to have so many meals that were exactly. out. But yeah, our, our plan is going to be to have like a stir fry recipe with like exact ingredients we need. Um, I found this chickpea quote unquote risotto recipe, which is not risotto at all. It's very easy to make and feels very healthful because it's got vegetables in it and other things. Um, we have, I don't, you know, the gluten-free pasta is going to be an interesting mm-hmm. for, one for us to find in Europe. We have a really great brand that we find here, but like, I don't know that we're going to find 
that good of a brand or we're not going to find that same brand so it's going to be some experimentation mm -hmm. you know trying to find that type of stuff but yeah having a couple go-to recipes that we know are like very common ingredients are mm -hmm. going to be good for us to have so it's like for lunch today we're doing this we're going to make a bulk batch so we'll have it for like three days and we'll mm -hmm. be able to only reheat it twice because that's how many times you reheat it so that's something we learned also i figured out pretty quickly that i would like to sleep on the same side of the bed consistently so we switched it up the first two places. We In our bed here, I sleep on the left side. Jason sleeps on the right side. In the first Airbnb, we switched. So you were sleeping on the left side and I was sleeping on the right side. Messed you up. And it messed me up. <laughs> it messed me up. I'll tell you why. Because I have this like very honed in falling asleep routine mm. that involves when I'm ready, when I'm like almost to that place where I'm falling asleep, it involves me turning on my side, putting a pillow between my legs and like falling asleep in this right side configuration. Just staring right into my eyes. And then I was on the left and then my my <laughs> left side was like duh fuck <laughs> and my brain was like this is wrong yeah you so, could have still done it you just wouldn't have faced me you would have faced out into the wilderness that's not the same yeah so anyway i get it like it's a stupid thing and i'm gonna learn a lot of these things of oh these yeah comforts that i have but but if again if it's in your control to create comfort instead of chaos create comfort yeah I also think uh, it's going to be interesting. Like we've booked some places where a queen bed was the biggest bed. We can do a queen bed. We did a queen bed on this Florida trip for like three nights. It's survivable. Which one was the queen bed? The last place was a queen bed. Really? Yeah. The last place was a queen bed. Oh, that was fine. It was fine <laughs> for you. Not exactly comfortable for me because I'd turn over in the night and I'd bump into you. Oh, you did bump into Yeah. So what we've learned is that most places that we're booking are two bedrooms and mm -hmm. have two beds because it's just super common with Airbnbs. I might end up sleeping in a separate bed. I somebody's... doubt you will. You keep saying that. I doubt that you will. But I mean, it, it's good You to... think you have the allure to I keep do. me in a small I do. Bed. <laughs> I do. Because you know what? You say that yeah. you don't want to bump into me. You say <laughs> that you want me in a well, bed that's different where than... you could shout my name and I wouldn't hear that's you. That's different than bumping uglies, by the way, is what you're <laughs> alluding to. That's different. You say that you would rather have a comforting night of sleep than be but in the same it bed. But wouldn't it be fun to walkie-talkie on our Apple Watches oh, to each other's separate bed scene? Oh, it might rekindle you things, you know? just got excited. Hey, what's up? You want to come? No, because then here's what it'll what? break down to. Ready? What? Do you want to come into my bed? you be like, no, you <laughs> come into my bed. No, and then neither of us are going to want to get up yeah. and we just go to sleep. That could still be fun, though. Uglies didn't get bumped. No, no uglies <laughs> bumped. And then finally, our last thing that we learned is music goes a long way for ambiance. Yeah. The first Airbnb, uh, I think we talked about this in the previous episode, but we walked into that little Airbnb and we did not expect a lot from this place. And boy, did it just, just took us to a nice little vibe and feeling. It was just playing this like Parisian cafe, cafe music. Oh, it was lovely. So this is, I also am like, should we invest in bringing like a little wireless speaker so we do have one remember we have oons i know so let's maybe bring that let's try out oons because i just can imagine like putting on some tunes it really yeah. music sets the mood so much more than let's you give oons a try a little bit especially during like christmas season when we start okay. to kick up christmas music okay oons by the way is just the name of the brand that i bought Oons. and it's just a fun name to say and it's like this little triangular thing it's not that big mm -mm. um so i think it would fit i think it'd be fine let's try it out we keep going, do we have to buy the thing keep going like i think it'll fit yeah well I think it'll fit. We shall see. All right. Those are all of our items. Those are all the lessons that we learned. We've got yes. some movies to discuss. I hope that you all enjoyed this. I don't know if you did, but we're going on this big adventure and we want to take you all along for the ride. Yeah. And why do you listen to this show? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We, uh, love, we love you so much. But also, yeah, that's a little bit of a preface, too, of the last six weeks of the year, our last six episodes of the year. I think we have like eight episodes left of the year or something like that. But um, are going to be fully travel related. So the, they are. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah. Email and newsletter. Email and podcast. We are going full on travel content, okay. baby. Great. This is what this is what I would want to listen to. And the cinnamon rollers have spoken. You hear that? Oh, I'm hearing murmurings. <laughs> murmurings. Yeah. All right. Two movies. Okay. Into the movie verse. So it's Halloween-ish, and we decided to watch one scary movie and then watch a movie that's not related to Halloween whatsoever. Whatsoever. So, so we watched... Our first movie was Scream. Yeah. The OG also did not know that they are coming out with a new Scream. So is that the fourth one? Yes, but okay. I think it's just called Scream. Well, that's how they do it. Like, like Scream Fast, 2022. It's like Fast and Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Oh, if you Fast quiz someone on the actual names of the Fast and Furious movies... Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. 
Impossible. Yeah. So. So we watched Scream. What did and you? And then, well, hold on. What's the second movie? Dune. So we, can tease. we watched Dune. Dune on HBO Max because we don't go to movie theaters yet. And so we're, yeah. Okay. So Scream. Okay. What did you think about Scream? Yeah. I, well, first of all, I remembered the plot twist in Scream. So I did not. So I was, I was newly surprised. You were I was newly so surprised. Uh, so the whole time I'm just like waiting for I this I kept guessing people itself. through the whole yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and you were like, like, oh, I think it's this person. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you just wait. Uh, I would say it is a quintessential 90s horror, horror movie. movie. It yeah. is, I will say from a cinematic perspective, the tension yeah. and like the thrills of that movie, I think hold up pretty well. We're also not horror people. We talked about this when we talked about the Cabin in the Woods movie and our little movie yeah, reviews here. We're not like we just don't like gravitate to toward yeah. that that genre. But there are just some of these that you just still enjoy watching. Yeah. And I will say the first five minutes of this movie with Drew Barrymore only existing in the movie for five minutes. Tell them I tried to disappear. <laughs> yeah, I was, you did. The tension you was did. too much for me for the first five minutes of the movie. I had my blanket. Like, I was the how much most of your, cliche person yeah. of, like, just the corner of my eye was could looking see, at the screen. Could see. Yeah. Also, how does that protect you? It just does. It you just can't does. explain it. Got it. It's like, if I can only see, like, a weird shadow of what's going on, okay. it's not happening. You're protected. That's kind of like my feet being covered and the machetes don't come out. Right, exactly. Right. It's not doesn't rational, make sense. But I just... I, I also don't like jump scares. Right. And so that's what I just was protecting myself. Trying to block myself. some of the screen. Yeah, from yeah. the jump scare. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's a really, it's a solid start of a movie. I mean, if you like an action-packed kind of like horror movie, like yeah. the, the beginning is exactly that. There's some 90s like high school humor yeah, type of things that yeah. are like, that don't hold up. But... You kind of know what you're getting into with any not, 90s movies we talk about. It's not front and center. And I would say that the overall like plot and characters are still fun. Uh, also, very funny story. So Matthew, is that his name? Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Yeah. He, his performance is just like so over the top, but also great. Yeah. And um, he, we read in the trivia, the IMDb trivia, this was his first movie and he wasn't even supposed to audition. It was like his girlfriend or something or friend uh was going out for a different movie and yeah. he was in the hallway of where they were holding the auditions and the casting director came out and just saw him in the hallway and was like hey you need to audition for this yeah you're funky looking you're funky looking yeah. you look like you would be great in, on screen yeah and he just nailed it you yeah know? it is very over the top extremely over the top and but if you go into that like expecting it and excited for it it's great because like, you're extremely just, over the top yeah you're just like what are you doing what are you doing uh i will say that for me and i don't know which scream you immediately think about as a listener to this who's seen the scream movies i think of the college campus scream as the scream that's not this one this one is the high school the like party house. See, setting. I don't remember any of the screams, so now yeah. we might need to go to scream two. Well, that's what I was saying. I think next. I think this okay. weekend we're gonna watch scream two and then something else. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that was scream. how many potatoes? Uh, you, I, I think you I gave said it, seven. You gave it seven point five, and 7. I 5. gave it seven point five. Yeah, I think mainly it just because I think the mo- like the from a sim- from like a director perspective, I think it holds up. So it's a Wes Craven film. Um, did you write down some of the other movies that he's done? Oh, yeah. What has he done? Like Halloween. Oh, he's done like, yeah, Nightmare Friday on Elm 13th. Street. Like, he's done yeah. all of those. And there's a little homage to a lot of those yeah. throughout the movie. Uh, also, spoiler, not spoiler. It's totally fine. He, Wes Craven, is the janitor in the high school scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you see that character, he's also dressed as Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is a, a little callback. So mm-hmm. that's just fun. A lot of little fun little things. It's a good rewatchable. That's, all, that's mm-hmm. what we'll say. Okay. All right. You need a whole podcast episode for this, don't you? The next movie that we watched. Yeah. We watched Dune. Dune. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I knew nothing going into this movie except that it was like a big deal. Yeah. That's the only thing I knew about it is like they've been talking about it for years. They're yeah. going to, they're redoing Dune. Like I they remember seeing. They made it seeing, in the 80s. Yeah. They, they made it. So it's based on a book. The They did the film adaptation in the 80s. Uh, David Lynch yeah. is the director who did that. And then Denis Villeneuve is redoing it this year. And yeah. so we were going to watch it. And wow. Yeah. So I tried to read the book uh, two years ago, mm-hmm. the, the original book. I could not get into it. And I, mean, I love science fiction. A lot fiction. of people have said this, that it's very dense. Yeah. And like I, I'm on a, I'm in a 12 book series. I'm on the 12th book of a 12 book series right so now. So it's like, not like. I can read a long book. It's it's the style. Like I mm. just, I could not keep going. See, now I want to read it because I like the movie so much, but I'll see I would love I, for you to try. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I just. It I, may not get me. I couldn't do it. But 
the very excited for the movie just because uh denis is great like we love blade runner Mm -hmm. um but i have to say like i went into it i think expecting not to be impressed like i sort of went mm. into it like for me listen if you've listened to this before you've heard me talk about like lord of the rings or star wars these big epic movies they do not grab me yeah like they something about them i don't have an attachment to whatsoever i was expecting this to be very similar like me watching a Star Wars movie, walking away from it going, that was entertaining, and then just sort of like forgetting it. Yeah. I did not expect to have such a creative and artistic and like emotional reaction to this movie. Yeah. And I even... It's one of those movies that has stuck with me after watching it. I want to go back and watch it again. Do you remember when we saw Blade Runner 2049? I think it was 2049. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when we left the theater from that movie? And we're both like, that is one of the most visually stunning pieces of work we've ever consumed. Absolutely. And I think that Denis just has this amazing ability to do that and to capture that. And I think that's why we both love the movie so much. Like, the story is great. It's very interesting. I think the way that he does it, it actually does feel a lot to me, like when I was watching it, like a Star Wars movie. Absolutely. You've got the different characters. Because, by the the way, George Lucas was inspired by the book Dune to create create Star 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 Wars. Yeah. So when you're watching it, you definitely get that vibe and feel. But I also point out to you, and we've said this, I think, on many episodes and we've talked about our movies, is movies have changed so much in pacing in 20 years. Mm -hmm. So when Lord of the Rings was created 20 years ago, you could withstand a much slower, less action-packed movie. I told Jason, movie. now I get it, of when when I say that I don't like the, I didn't like the first Lord of the Rings movie. I understand how painful that was probably for fans of Lord of the Rings yeah. to hear me say, because I'm so in love with this movie that if somebody was like, mm, I just didn't like Dune, I would yeah. be like, oh, God, <laughs> like, don't. You cut me deep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a, Dune was a, vi- I mean, we watched it at home, too. We didn't go to a theater I know, fully... and they say that it's, re- I'm, I'm I mean, it's sure. filmed for IMAX, so it's one of those yeah. movies and and we get it like uh you know the director is upset that you can't you know it's not only being shown there and that maybe the sequel of the movie or the second part of the movie may not get greenlit because you have the streaming numbers oh, that it has greenlit. to hit it absolutely should but i'm just saying like he's going through those feelings because the movie is getting released at home we watched it at home on our 55 inch tv which is not even like a gigantic tv i think it's like a regular size tv it was an immersive experience. Mm-hmm. Like, we were glued to this movie the entire time. Well, it's just, like, everything from the sets to the acting. The acting is so... You take, like, an epic movie like that, and it so easily can become cheesy. But the acting is just so nuanced. And, yeah. and you know, I got I got to give Tim... Tim Timmy Shaw. Old Timmy Shaw. <laughs> credit, you know, he's very hyped. Yeah. And he his acting just, like, lives up to the hype. Like, yeah. he has so much going on in these scenes and the amount of detail that's why i want to rewatch the movie because the amount of detail also by the way having been someone who did not read the book and knew nothing about the story i really like it's like i go both ways it's a lot to to consume you know coming through it with fresh eyes because you're like okay there's these planets these families it's a lot of like new information that you're taking in but i also really like that they gave you enough information at each time where it wasn't these long things of exposition where they're explaining to you everything that happens like they allowed you to just sit with the uncertainty of oh i don't know the full story oh i'm not really sure there's a lot of terms that they throw out like you know paul's character tim timothy chalamet's character paul is a lot of things. Yes. We, we wrote down the in the notes yeah. so many names for Paul. Yeah. So he's Paul Atreides. Yes. But he's also like sort of this Messiah figure, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He's also this, they call him these different things. Yeah, he's got like six different names. Right. And so um, you're sort of like, okay. And then there's these families and they all have names. And then there's like this like religious sect of That's women. That's the Benedict. Yeah, the ben, uh, Benny Jesuit. I call it the Ex-Benedict. The Ex-Benedict. Yeah. And so there's just all these different names, but it's what also sucks you into the world because yeah. you're like, you get this feeling that there that these this dynamic, this power dynamic across gal across the galaxy has has you know been cultivated over thousands of years. Yes. And what I love about the movie and the world is that, and I only learned this afterwards in doing some of my deep dives, my yes. deep, my deep post watch dives but what i love about it is it's a hyper future world yeah. 10,000 it's like 10 the year 10,000 but that's after this it's not even 10,000 AD it's like right. 10,000 after this point where 
this like apocalyptic point. It ends of up being what thirty thousand after something like it's like the year thirty thousand. Yeah, is what it ends up being. Yeah. But but you look around and you're like, there's no computers. There's yes. no. It's not some like hyper advanced technology, and it's because of this whole almost response to this AI thing that happened, yeah. where they you know anyway an ai takeover or whatever so but what i love about it is it's almost this return to ancient cultures and there's this cultural element and these ancient um you know customs and all these things that are infused in the movie which i just love it's so rich and interesting i'm very curious to get your score because when we finished this movie i gave it a 10 and i said immediately 10 and you did not give it a 10 but you have since gone on to watch 67 hours of youtube videos (laughs) about it how could it not be a 10 it's a 10 if you like it this much and you've watched this then many i just have to give it, it a 10 you have to give it a 10 you have to be okay with giving things 10s okay, I'll give it a 10. yeah i give it a 10 it's a 10 for it's us captivating it is a 10 for us and listen we get it if you watch this movie you're like oh i'm so bored i don't care it about this slow. movie this is yeah. why i originally gave it a nine because of the pace of it but I think I'm going to rewatch it again and try to look for, like, the details in those yeah, more slow moments. Yeah, maybe don't watch it thinking about Fast and Furious. You know what I mean? Like, Vin Diesel doesn't just show up every 10 minutes blowing stuff up for you to be entertained. Gosh. I also just, I have to respect the artistry. Yeah. I respect someone just getting, you can feel, you know what people say, like, you can feel the love when you cook or you can feel the love. And, I sure can. I'm in there. But, like, I can feel the love that somebody Put, that a lot of somebody's put into this work and i think that's when you eat beautiful. my nachos you can feel the love every chip has the the bite the perfect bite mm-hmm. you can feel that it's not just a tray of trips with a bunch of cheese right. and meat thrown on it the funny part is though i don't even like really resonate with any of the characters i guess like yeah. or the story but i find it captivating nonetheless yeah it, it is just very intriguing and i think it's just incredibly well done and i also think it hits on so many things for us that we love about a big epic movie mm-hmm. like a Blade Runner like these types of movies like they really do captivate us in a lot of different ways and I think that that's just the type of movie we really gravitate toward and appreciate mm-hmm. but it's also some of the hardest filmmaking to do and accomplish mm-hmm. like I think Christopher Nolan is one of the other few directors who can like make a movie like that where you just feel I want to go in a deep dive of all the different things that have gone on in this mm-hmm. so Anywho, yeah, and those are our movies. And it feels like in a world where a lot of the movie theater blockbuster movies are becoming the Marvel movies and yeah. superhero movies. But to me, those movies can sometimes come off a little bit shallow. Like, oh, I, I was entertained and I, you know, almost like candy. Yeah, it's like the they're last, candy. I, we keep saying it, but the last Fast and Furious movie, Fast 9, Fast 10, what are we at? I can't I don't even know. remember. Fast 9, Whatever yeah. the last one is, like, they went to space. And right. we're like, this is ridiculous. But like, in the plot of the movie, you're like, I mean, what else are they going to do? Right. But what I'm trying to, the metaphor I'm trying to get across is those types of movies end up feeling like candy. Yeah. Like they're sweet. They're, they're, they're delicious for a moment. They're fun. Yeah. But this movie feels like it's the same type of sort of world, but yeah. it's like a meal. It's, it's deeper. like, it's deeper. Yeah. It's more nourishing. Like you just feel like, wow, there's so much here. It's so, it's, there's a lot. Yeah. That's my metaphor that I wanted to get across. Oh, you did a great job. Okay. You want to have a whole Dune cast we start? We could break down every a scene. A Dune cast? Yeah. Start a whole start a whole podcast, break down every oh, scene gosh. in the movie. 33 episodes. No, but no, I could definitely get into some I know, of that. you could. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. It uh, feels like we haven't recorded in a long time, uh, but we're back and we're excited and we're going to be with you until the end of the year, recording every week, unless something happens and we got to take a break, but we'll be here. <laughs> You just never know anymore, you know? Unless we won't, but then we will. And then you know what I mean? We will. Yeah, we yeah. will. But in case we're not, but and also, we will. listen, if you have shitty hangers in your house, go buy some new hangers. They're literally three dollars. They're $3. You can afford it. I promise you. You can do it. Okay? All right? You good? Anything Love else? Ya. Jason. I looked up there. Stop looking I looked up, up there. there. Okay, bye. Goodbye.